0: welcome to the slow living collective podcast i'm amy wife mother of two and homemaker come along with me as i share my love for simple living growing in my allotment garden diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the slow living collective i am so excited for today's episode i know i probably say that all the time but this is something i have been mulling over, thinking about for the longest time and I think it's something that came out of like previous experiences and it's something that I am implementing all the time. So let's dive into today's episode. Today I want to talk about sustainable business and embracing slow entrepreneurship. Now I know not every one of you who listens to these episodes are entrepreneurs, but I hope this will still be exciting to you and interesting to listen to as I sort of delve into some of the ways that I am implementing more of a slow entrepreneurship ideal for me within my own business, what my own business sort of really looks like, but also how you can potentially take, maybe take some tips on how you can embrace this sort of more, slower approach to work and business, whether you run your own business, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you work for, you know, a different organisation, whether you are sort of in the nine to five, whatever it looks like for you, I hope that this will maybe provide some really useful tips and just a little insight into how I'm trying to do things differently. So when we're entrepreneurs and actually when we work at all we are generally taught that hustle and grind and that non-stop sort of work ethic is what is needed in order to achieve success there is this constant push to do more to be more to achieve more but i started to think a long while ago like is this actually hindering us is it hindering us To achieve what we want to achieve and get to where we want to go. Now, obviously, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having drive, with having ambition, and wanting to achieve a certain set of things, but it's the way that we are encouraged to go about it. It's so rooted in capitalism, which just pretty much just uses us as a number we are nothing more than a cog in a machine and whether that is in working for ourselves or someone else but particularly someone else it now to be honest with you it's not something i ever thought about in great detail and i have been a business owner for almost 17 years it is wild to me that that is how long i've been doing this and it is sort of like my business has definitely evolved in various ways. So I'm going to take you on a short trip back to the past to let you know where I started and where I come from in all of this. So 17 years ago, this is crazy to say, but 17 years ago, I graduated from university with my bachelor's degree and it was that summer, as soon as I'd finished, that I first started my blog. I pretty much, it was around the time, if you're of a certain age, you'll completely know what I'm talking about, that it was around the time when YouTube was really big and beauty blogging was sort of really big, beauty videos, the whole beauty community on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm not a sit down in front of a video kind of girl, or I certainly wasn't then. And so I decided, you know what, all of these, these like blogging's becoming sort of really big and everybody was jumping into it at the time and I just thought right I want to jump into blogging it's something I want to do like a little creative outlet of my own so I did I literally just set it up and I started talking about beauty stuff I talked about like things I was trying nail varnishes makeup palettes organization for makeup you name it I was talking about it and I did it purely 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 with just this intention to be sort of a bit of a creative outlet for my writing because I've always been a writer for as long as I can remember back when I was in school and was able to write I was a writer and so yeah I used this blog as this creative outlet and I didn't expect it to do as well as it did and I really didn't expect to be able to make it a bit of an income for me and so the the beauty blog doesn't exist anymore but it was called beauty chic and I like I said just went and blogged and wrote and enjoyed just talking about beauty and makeup which is so funny to say now because it's completely sort of like the furthest point away from where I would consider myself now. But that's where I started. And I started by, um, you know, just blogging with absolutely no intention of anything. I didn't even know it was a possibility. But Beauty Chic did incredibly well. I was able to sort of utilise its uh, it, how well it was doing, I guess. And I certainly, it was around the time, you know, when paid adverts, sponsorship... Um, all of those sorts of things were sort of just coming into being, and affiliate marketing was like uh, not really known, but still able to do a little bit of it. And it was insane. It was really insane because um, Beauty Chic did so well so quickly. But as time went on, I actually found that I didn't really have that much to say anymore about sort of like the beauty industry, and I can't really remember how long it was. Definitely a few years that I was blogging on Beauty Chic and then I decided I wanted to move into more of a lifestyle kind of content. Now sometimes I still think to myself like damn I should have kept Beauty Chic going. I really should have done but I didn't um, because I didn't have anything more to contribute to it and I moved like I said more into a lifestyle kind of blogging and I've done that in two different kinds of situations since. I haven't blogged full time in that time, there have certainly been years, in fact, where I haven't blogged, and it's only in I would say the last three years that I have actually got back into blogging and trying to be more consistent with it. I used to blog every day, Monday through Sunday, seven days a week. I would blog, and like you know, it did me really well because it for a portion of my career it has been the only thing that I did now there are times when I have done other things as well I have done copywriting that has formed a large portion of my career I have done social media management I have done um being a personal brand strategist and you know lots of different elements to my career but that's where I started blogging and where I am now I would say is blogging so to me it's come full circle and Along the way, I've done lots of other stuff which actually has really, really helped me get to the point that I'm at now. And I, you know, when I do these little podcasts or I I talk about stuff to do with like business on Instagram, people are always really interested in asking questions, you know, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest or content creation. And I don't want to move into the realms of, teaching it again I've done that before or taking on clients and doing work for them that's not really where my um my love really lies anymore I like to take what I know and apply it for myself and uh, that's probably the best sort of overview of where I am at and I guess to some extent I have done business in the fast lane and now i'm sort of where i'm at now is you know i would consider myself as a content creator blogger podcaster create some content for instagram very intentional with how i show up where i show up put my efforts sometimes into products that i love like i've recently released my daily rhythm cards that i created for for us and released them on my shop. So it's all very intentional. Now, why do I want to talk about slow entrepreneurship? Well, I guess some of it comes from some of the things I observe, and this is not calling anyone out. Listen, I have been there as well. So Another light little trip back to the past. Now, if you guys are long-time listeners of this podcast, then you will know that I have been involved in the past in multi-level marketing. And I have a lot to say about multi-level marketing. But one of the things that has I think come out when it comes to multi-level marketing, certainly for me, is that it is full of things like toxic positivity. It is the absolute definition of hustle culture and because I have been through all of that, come out the other side, really done the work in unlearning everything that I was trained in and taught. Listen, multi-level marketing is very similar to a cult and it Takes a lot of unlearning on the other side and it leaves you with a lot of hang ups actually. Now, listen, I am not going to go on about multi level marketing too much in this episode. I have a ton of episodes dedicated to multi level marketing, so head over to those and I'm sure you will find them really interesting. I, uh, unless you're currently in multi level marketing, because sometimes that's not the words you necessarily want to hear. However, It has been, I would say, multi-level marketing and being on the other side and doing all the work, unlearning everything, that actually made me rethink the way we approach business and entrepreneurship. So what is slow entrepreneurship and how can it lead to maybe a more sustainable but more fulfilling way of doing business? I want to talk to you about why hustle culture and the hustle mentality is so unsustainable and so toxic and also how slowing down can actually increase your productivity and your creativity. So let's dive into the hustle culture, hustle mentality and why it is so unsustainable. There seems to be within business and entrepreneurship in general but also within any kind of work environment in our society that there is a pressure to hustle and grind in order to achieve success whether it be success in your own business or whether it be success in terms of i don't know going for the next promotion and it has become really really common but this mentality is not just exhausting for those of us who are participating in it but it is toxic and it basically creates this culture that glorifies burnout and completely Neglects how important self care is. Now, the hustle mentality continues to perpetuate this cycle of stress, exhaustion, hustle, and this leads to long term physical and mental health issues. It actually produces decreased productivity and overall dissatisfaction with life. Now let's talk about decreased productivity for a second, because here in the UK, recently there have been some companies that have been undergoing this trial as to whether workers and employees are more productive if they work four days instead of five. Now listen, if you're on the same page as me, I think you're going to pretty much know where I'm heading with this, but... What they actually found out through this experiment was that the workers that were part of it worked for four days instead of five for the same pay. So they were paid the same pay as they're always paid and instead of working five days, they worked four days. And what they found actually was people were actually more productive in the four days that they had and achieved their work in the same capacity In less time, and this really perpetuates that idea that actually we are actually able to work more productively when, firstly, we're trusted to do so, but also we actually don't need the nine to five, right? And what happens is when you're expected to just turn up for a you know a set amount of hours, what actually happens is you are just fill in time and fill in space and we know actually from like science that we're actually only productive for a certain portion of time in the day and the rest of the time is just filler so what would happen actually if we only worked when we were productive we would probably achieve the same as if we were forced or chained to a desk monday to friday nine till five and so yeah it just it's just one of the many reasons why this whole culture is so toxic and actually hinders our ability to to grow now like I said hustle culture is toxic and I really felt that from my time in multi-level marketing but hustle culture isn't just a multi-level marketing problem it's actually a societal problem and it exists across our society in general we we fall to capitalism each and every time and whether you work for yourself or whether you work for an employer, capitalism. It's sitting there and it is waiting for us. Now the pressure to constantly push ourselves just leads to this never-ending cycle of burnout and exhaustion. I see it in entrepreneurship, I see it from people who just work in a an average standard nine to five job. It is a culture that celebrates hustle over all else and it really makes it difficult to prioritize self-care and it's just I don't know. It's just toxic. I wish I had more words for you than that. And but it can't be sustained over the long term because it does go on and have long term dissatisfaction for for most workers. And so for a while, I would say. So I rolling back a bit. I left multi level marketing in the very beginning of two thousand and nineteen. And since then, like I said, I have done a lot of unlearning and had to sort of restructure my thought system and my approach to business. For the longest time, I didn't know how to show up again for myself because I was so trained in this, what was a commercial cult. But over time, I've started to think about how can I embrace entrepreneurship but embrace it slower. And I've come to some conclusions. I am still a work in progress, but I wanted to share with you the benefits of slow entrepreneurship. And so whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you work in the nine to five or whether you, I don't know, maybe you're just interested in ways that you can embrace a slower way within a capitalist world when it comes to work. And so... The slow approach to entrepreneurship might sound really counterintuitive because we're we're fed this idea that to be an entrepreneur or to find success in the workplace, we have to hustle, we have to work at a frantic pace, we have to get stuff done, we have to be there for a certain period of time, and we should be hustling and switched on at all times. So firstly, slow business, slow entrepreneurship, allows for more thoughtful decision making and it gives entrepreneurs and employees just the time and space that they really need to consider options before taking action. Now, this might sound like a no-brainer, but actually it can result in better quality of work, stronger relationships with your customers, with your fellow employees, with your employer, with partners, and it actually is a much more sustainable business model overall. Now, listen, I know that if you are an employer employee it's not going to be that easy to implement these things in your workplace if your employer isn't on board but these are things just worth thinking about. Taking a slow approach allows entrepreneurs and and employees to prioritize self-care, which is absolutely crucial for avoiding burnout and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. I think if anything, the pandemic did teach us that when we came home, when we came away from our jobs, when we had to sort of come inside and it was just us, we were actually able to maintain a much more healthy work-life balance. By being home, people were more productive on the whole, I know it's not the right environment for everybody, but I am a huge advocate of working from home or hybrid working. I think that it enables people to have a better work-life balance. And I think most people have found that as well um, in the sense that most people have not gone back to an office full time. I don't know anybody that has been recalled to an office full-time. Most people I know are still working from home or working in a hybrid capacity. So having a healthy work-life balance allows you things like when you are taking a break from work, you are able to indulge in a little bit of self-care, you don't have a long commute, so actually the commuting part of your day can now be undertaken by something else exercise, meditation, other forms of self-care, people and entrepreneurs can recharge their batteries and return to their work with renewed focus and energy. And slow entrepreneurship can be financially more stable in the long run as well because you're avoiding the temptation to constantly chase the next big thing. And because of this, entrepreneurs are able to focus on building a strong foundation for their business and cultivate lasting relationships with their customers and partners. And this can ultimately lead to a more loyal customer base and a steadier stream of income over time. So if you embrace slow entrepreneurship or slow employeeship, <laughs> you can actually ob- obtain and achieve a more sustainable growth without sacrificing your health, your well-being, financial financial sustainability and actually you can create a better business model that ultimately supports this whole approach now obviously being a slow entrepreneur and moving into slow entrepreneurship or moving into a more slower business model if you are in the nine to five you're an employee or an employer then actually you are going to want to know a little bit more about how to do this so you need to change your mindset and instead of chasing quick profits you need to prioritize building relationships and that is something that I'm going to do a future episode on anyway so keep your ears open for that one because I have a lot to say about that (laughs) but I want to carry on today about slow entrepreneurship um, first and foremost but One of the ways you can create this sustainable business model in a slow entrepreneurship kind of way is just developing a deep understanding of people's needs and preferences and then delivering on those things and products, services that fulfill those needs. You want to focus on reoccurring revenue streams. Now, this would always be my first um recommendation anyway when it comes to business, reoccurring revenue streams and multiple revenue streams. I'm not the first person to say this. There are hundreds and thousands of other entrepreneurs that have come before me that really do recommend this. So there are many different ways you can do this, whether that be a subscription model, a membership model um, and just multiple streams of income. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. For example, if you are an Instagram influencer and you actually get all of your business, I guess, through Instagram, what do you do when somebody imitates you and Instagram locks you out of your account? What do you do when Instagram removes your, your entire account and you can't get back into it? How do you continue to make money? We cannot rely on spaces that don't belong to us. So that's always something worth thinking about. Another important aspect of building this sustainable business model is to prioritise your efficiency and productivity. So think about ways you can streamline any processes processes. Like operations entrepreneurs can reduce costs and I this is something else that would just go into a better work-life balance as well when you can actually streamline what you do and actually work on having simple and effective workflows you will find that actually you don't need to put so much time into doing what you do and the automation is absolutely the best tip that i can offer you when it comes to it because it actually um, enables you to have a far better work-life balance Um, but ultimately everything to do with slow entrepreneurship is focusing around having this better work-life balance and preserving your well-being as well as obviously making money because that is ultimately the goal in your business model but taking care of your well-being is absolutely vital absolutely vital Um, and it is a huge huge part of slow entrepreneurship now for so long we have had this hustle culture which focuses on like push 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 and putting your emotional mental and physical health first has not been necessarily what has been advised but actually it can improve the success of your business because burnout and stress are absolutely major obstacles to productivity and your creativity Uh, hands up if you're a content creator and you've ever had writer's block because i push myself and push myself and push myself in the past and then block out for ages literally have nothing in my brain that i wish to share and it's hard to push through that so neglecting your well-being absolutely leads to a decline in the quality of your work And if you prioritize your well-being, then you actually find you have more energy and focus. You are able to make smart decisions in your business, build better relationships, but ultimately you'll be able to serve and deliver value to your customers, your followers, however that works out. So how do you go about it? Well it means carving out time for self-care activities, whether that be exercise, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, time with the people you love. And also the biggest, biggest one is setting boundaries around work hours and commitments. Now, I know if you're listening to this and you're you're an employee, you're going to be like, I can't set boundaries around that because I don't set those. So that is something that you know, might not be possible for you but also if you have a very open-minded boss and you don't work in a environment that requires service, you know, at a certain period of time throughout the day or, or, you know, you're not expected to actually serve your customers um, face-to-face because that can obviously be different, um, then, you know, it might be something that you can actually maybe implement or bring up to implement in your workplace sometimes I think it might seem so counterintuitive to say like we'll just slow down your business because like well how how do we go about it but actually like I've shared through most of this episode it can really help you grow if you, when you don't give yourself the time or space to actually think about your business holistically, then you could actually just dive into hustle culture without even realizing, and you might end up making decisions that aren't really in the best interest of you, your company, or your customers. However, on the flip side, if you are able to slow down, take a step back, and reevaluate the priorities that you have in your business, you might actually see different opportunities where you are able to be more innovative, you're able to streamline things, automate, and actually ultimately create more value. Because slowing down allows you to connect more deeply with the people that you serve, whether that be customers or maybe other businesses. And it might enable you to actually build stronger relationships, which is going to be so much better overall. When you're constantly hustling, rushing around, you actually might miss opportunities to engage with your audience or engage with your customers. And actually, then you're not actually going to be serving them at all. By slowing down, you're going to be able to know your customers in a much deeper level and a much more meaningful level, and people will feel like you genuinely care about their needs and preferences. So, prioritizing your well being doesn't just benefit your business obviously it benefits you and your own personal and professional goals whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are an employee carve out time for self-care then you will be able to boost your energy levels you'll increase your focus increase your productivity and ultimately reduce your stress because when you feel your best you are better and better equipped to tackle the challenges and come up with the solutions to them as well So. Slow entrepreneurship, it sounds counterintuitive, but actually prioritizing your well-being might actually help your business or your place of work or your career. Because it is actually a proven way to achieve better, sustainable growth. You are able to take a more thoughtful and deliberate approach to your work or your business, and you can create more value for the people that you serve, whether that be customers or other businesses. You will actually be better off for your employer in general. And if the employer is yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, you know then you are actually going to build a more stronger, stable business. You're going to be able to build stronger relationships with the people you serve and ultimately you're going to be able to achieve your personal goals and professional goals as well and listen we live in a world where it's all go 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 hustle 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 speed is prioritized over sustainability and so it is absolutely no surprise that entrepreneurship or working in a nine to five or as an employee in any environment has just become synonymous with hustle culture and it's just not sustainable but it's also toxic and it feeds so acutely into capitalism and I know so many of you are looking at ways that you can exist in this very capitalist driven world, but also by taking a step back as well. Listen, we can't all just live off grid and step away from the things that, you know, like going to work, right? We have to do these things. But there are ways that we can actually manage it and embrace things a bit differently. We can create a business model that not, that prioritizes our well-being. We can actually establish boundaries around our work that creates a better work-life balance and this will ultimately lead to greater productivity and creativity so if we can let's say goodbye to hustle culture and hello to a more sustainable way of working listen we have to take care of ourselves first Take, take care of yourself take a step back and embrace the power of slow Oh my gosh i could have gone on for hours about the benefits of slowing down and capitalism and nine to five culture hustle culture the toxicity of it all and ultimately everything i learned from multi-level marketing but hey i don't want to keep you all day i have a bunch of other episodes you can dive into if that's your thing so head over to wherever you're listening to your podcast and check out some of my other episodes on it Now, if you wanna see me talk more about this, I do share my daily trials and tribulations with the capitalist world, toxic hustle culture, what it's like leaving multi-level marketing and how I'm embracing a slower and simple way of living and you can find me over on instagram doing all of that you can find me there at life on plot 44 you can also follow the blog where I go into a lot more detail on some of these things and that is the slow I will leave the links for everything in the notes and I will catch you guys in the next episode thanks again for listening and I will see you next time